Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast. This week we chalk up another loss, discuss the upcoming game against the Wanderers and how Morrow spent the entire match watching God from Merseyside and not his own team. Got him. Evening. Hello. Did not. I would I would like to say that the weather is currently reflecting uh, our season that we're current we're experiencing here at the Centre of Excellence. Stormy, overcast, and Over- um, not clearing up many times. Soon. Cloudy with a chance of sadness. <laughs> ah, is it raining out there? I'm it too was. blind to see any drops. It was. It was. <laughs> you forgot to introduce who you are. You yes. forgot the uh, the I'm Luke and I'm Jordan. Did, oh, I mean, people will listen. They you. They get it now, surely. They know who I mean, we it's are. Only your, it. It's only your, your second second day in the driver's That's seat. Right. Yeah. That's right. For anyone who has forgotten, That's he's right. Luke and he's joined by Pete, Josh and Morrow. There we go. He's Luke. Pete's done it. He's Pete. He's Josh and I'm Morrow. <laughs> Sorry. Together, the, with the, our powers combined. <laughs> the new intro song uh, distracted me. Um, <laughs> right, Fred's question. What the hell do we need to do to get a win? I think... Score more goals in the uh, opposition. Yeah. Look, if we score more and concede less, I think we're in with a good shot. I think you've got to try and get it under bar, under the bar and between the two posts. I think that's how it works. Without touching either of them and the And other getting one. it past that goalkeeper who yes. is in the way of things and it's not fun. Mm. I mean, I mean, we definitely need a bit more luck, but it's not all down to luck. It's also down to our own fault. And you make your own luck as well a lot in, yeah. this, in this league, especially. I think Stadge said it um, in, his, in his post-match that we're not creating enough of our own luck and we're, we're lacking that cutting edge. And when you don't take your chances, you, you're, the bad luck that you've got comes back to bite you in the ass, yeah. which it has been doing. Possession doesn't win games. We've, um, you know, we've looked good at times. We've put together good play, but uh, the end don't result tell Paolo that. is still... Yep, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the end result is still shaving the post or not. Which is disappointing, and, and eventually we have to wonder what it takes or what needs to change, and I guess that's where the question is uh, is coming from. And uh, for some players, perhaps it's that they need to change. For others, it's that they need to be able to deliver what they're capable of, I guess. Well, it's it's slowly slipping away, isn't it, this season? It's not really slowly either, is it? Because the next couple of weeks, (laughs) well, we're right in that period of the season right now where these last couple of weeks have been instrumental in our position and the next couple will be, um, you know, two weeks' time and depending on where we are, we can probably kiss it goodbye or not. Mm. I think everyone knows how vital the next two games are. Well, we've yeah. we've said this for the last two, three, four weeks. So the next two games are vital. We've got to get points here, and mm. you know, exactly right. It is slipping away more and more each week. In saying that, you know, we're seven points outside the top six. We get six points from our last two games. We're a point outside. Don't give me hope. Don't do it. <laughs> One of the things that I think's really, I was speaking to my brother after the game about. What is it that we expect now? Because we're used to being that club who punches well above its weight, finds itself in the finals regularly when um, we, you know, have uh, probably spent a lot less than other teams. We're talking up until 2013. Since 2013, since then, we've, you know, been on the slide. But I've always made fun of those teams that are in sixth or seventh spot because in this competition we reward mediocrity. So are we that team now? And, and is it just that in my expectations, I don't really yet get what it takes to be a team that is just fighting for sixth? Maybe it takes a lot of losses like this 
um, and about as many wins as we're having. We are four points off the bottom, which is positive. We're not that far from six. We're in the race for six. Is this what it fe- is this what it's supposed to feel like for us if we're a team that is just vying for sixth each year? Finals should be yes. an absolute minimum expectation every single season. Anything less than finals football in a league that has a top six with only 11 teams or 10 teams as the, as the previous years have been is a failure in my opinion. Yeah, agree. It's, it's still half What's the What's the point comp. otherwise? It's still half the comp making the finals, isn't it? So More than. Over half. Yeah. And then you've got next season with MacArthur coming in, so you've got 12. So now half the league makes finals next season. So, yeah. But it's still the, the top six is absolute minimum expectation. Mm. Yeah, I agree great. with that. But we think that we still have a shot at that and this next two weeks could be instrumental in where we, you know, fit. Um, if we get some points out of that and find ourselves just outside the six from that, are we feeling good about ourselves? We're well, feeling it's better than what we are now. Feeling better than we are now, that's right, yeah. Yeah, agree. Um, the weekend, unfortunately. Uh, let's talk about it. Let's Fine. talk about it. Okay, we lost. Yay, again. All right, next. Um, that, well, <laughs> a losing pod. This is an unusual feeling, Matt. <laughs> Firstly, what do we think of the lineup? The couple of changes. I was happy to for Nizzy, but I completely skipped over the fact Clisby was starting because I was happy for Nizzy. But mm. I thought I don't I think thought... Clisby was that bad. Didn't do, no, you nah. can't. You can't really fault him for for anything. Nizzy was good. Nizzy was fantastic. Cheesy clocked up some Ks, didn't he? Men of the match, he, he is a little workhorse. And I think I felt like it was harsh for Kim to be dropped, maybe. I mean, I don't know, did, did Stadge see something specific from the Western United game? I'm not sure, but I felt like everybody had an off game that day. You probably could have dropped the entire 11 from, mm. based on the first well, sort of 45 lost his minutes. Spot. Yeah. So I, I thought it was harsh that Kim did lose his spot, but then Nisbet come in. Everyone probably knows that we all love Nizzy, and he stepped up massively, I think. And he even he even provided some a bit more in an attacking sense where Kim probably hasn't the last month. There are a couple of great passes that he made that got us away in the final third. So his distribution was absolutely sensational. Mm-hmm. Just having a look at his stats here, so he's at eighty eight percent passing accuracy. Um, nearly forty percent of his passes were going forward as well. So a lot of um, you know it's not just lateral side to side um, sort of passing that you might see from other holding midfielders who just look to tick the game over. Um, Nizzy's actually looking to spray balls forward and create. Um, create stuff in the attacking third. 70% passing accuracy um, in the final third as well, which is which is super positive. And one stat I really liked was he won 100% of his aerial duels. <laughs> was it one of one? It was one of one. I'm telling you. He but it's beat. 100%. It was from the corner, wasn't it? Brisbane had a corner and was yeah. like headed away and then he got the second the second header and we're like, Nizzy just won a header. How has that happened? He should come up for corners and be on the goalkeeper. I'm not going <laughs> to let that go. It's 100% what he should be there for. Hey, Nizzy bite your legs. It's not Matty Simon. Nizzy's <laughs> biting right. your legs. That's right. Well, I guess the interesting thing out of those stats is, is did he provide more of an attacking threat than a De Silva? Because I feel like De Silva is getting worse. Potentially might sound harsh, but he's not. He's, he's not. I don't know whether – I don't know if his stats look better or not, but he's not impacting the game. Look, in terms of his passing accuracy, it's pretty similar. He's he's had 86%, but he's also attempted far less passes. That 86% um, equals out to be 18 accurate passes, so he's only attempted about 21, 22 passes. The damning thing, I guess, in that is that 
43% of his passes went to the left and 29% to the right. So he's only attempted 19% forward passes. He's not really offering anywhere near as much penetration as Nizzi was there. Mm. 19% forward passes, that's horrible. And that's not what... Not what you want from attacking your playmaker. Threat, really, yeah, mm. your main playmaker should be doing. No, but when you're positioned further up the pitch, then you're likely to make more of those passes. And when you're positioned further back on the pitch, then you're likely to make those passes forward or at least have more options in that respect because in the, in the structure you're going to be further back. So that's likely to see more players ahead. Just outside of the Nizzy thing, I don't understand why Kim wasn't in the team. And maybe we, we talked a little bit about... Um, you know, moving things around. We were talking about Jer, I think, but we're moving things around to create a sort of bit of competition there. But uh, I don't know whether this wasn't a step too far, you know. Kim would have to be well up there in terms of the pace structure. We have five um, foreigners. We know how important foreigners are to the structure of team. And we had two of our most expensive players sitting on the bench at the same time. And I don't know whether or not that was a wise decision or not, to be honest, from an experience point of view and just an um, economical use of, the, of our funds. But at the same time, I do like the shake-up part of it. And um, if it has the right effect next week, then it'll have been worth it for sure. And neither of them even come off the bench? No. No, well, that's not surprising, though, because as far as I was concerned, like you guys are saying, Nizzy was fantastic out there, so mm. why would you replace him? Yeah. There's no reason to. Um, but, yeah, just wonder whether or not um, that they will, or at least Kim should come back into the team. And, uh, uh, yeah, just not sure about whether or not we can afford to have players like him on the bench unless they are actually injured. Well, we saw Stens come off early in the first half as well, or just over midway through the first half with um, what Studge uh, mentioned was an illness. Um, but Kim, nowhere to be seen. Gigi came on to replace Stens, and I would have thought that Kim might have been a straight swap there, but um, I thought ma- maybe Gigi to put, add a bit more steel in midfield, um, I, add a bit more size there. I thought Gigi struggled, though, to be honest. Except on the headers. He won just about every header. Let's see those stats, because from where I sat, it just looked like he was the tallest bloke um, on most of those um, midfield headers that once he came on, and so I would think he won a fair few of those duels, and that might have been what Stadge was thinking. Cause Is GG still struggling with his groin? Because I remember he put something on Instagram with his groin that he what it was it was it called osteus pubis or something with groin. Mm-hmm. So that's probably an injury that you can't get over very quickly. So no, there might time. still be might still be something there as to maybe why he didn't have his best game, but. Um, yeah, that might be a reason why um, he didn't play particularly that well. What worries me is that we're racking up some questions and I don't need to have the answers, but we need to see some positives from it. So, for instance, uh, a while ago we lost Dylan Fox. No real explanation for that. He seemed to, early in the season, be pretty positive in that spot in the rear and um, was doing a decent job then, just sort of fell off the radar. Um, got a few others falling off the radar now, just wondering about the what's going on there. Um, is there something going on? Not much talk. Is it just purely... Like who? Well, Kim's not out there and we're switching things around in ways that we're not really... Yeah certain why we're doing that um jazz off i guess we can you know <laughs> put some meaning into that um I hope but so. these are these are the foreign players that we've put our money into so so anytime they're not on you will attract the focus of people saying well, why, why aren't they out there we're paying them the most mm. whether it's just tinkering from stage or, or whether there is more behind the scenes that we're not aware of yeah again i'm not sure usually we're pretty 
I guess, in the loop with, with these sort of things. And there's been but no sniff of that. There's been, yeah, which leads me to kind of think maybe there is something behind the scenes. Maybe, I don't know if it's attitude or if it's just poor performance at training or if it's simply just Stadge tinkering uh, because he has tinkered a lot this season trying I think to he's find tinkering, his, his... I think he's tinkering way too much yep, now. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Way too much. But if Especially players... on the weekend with how he started. Like, I agree not having all playing that left wing back thing. He was much better up top. Yeah, yeah. And, but, and then we saw when he did eventually go out wide how bad it was mm. <laughs> he mm. was still not improved mm. and but there's I think there's just too much too much I think by January by the start of the new year Stad should have worked out alright this is my 11 or at least this is my formation and stick with it have your players for each spot and get some bloody consistency because it's week to week at the moment and he's changing it we like don't massively it's not, it's not just little changes mm. it's huge mm. and there's how they I don't I feel like this is a combination of, yes, in some moments we're poor, but maybe I'm starting to lean towards stages, maybe starting to sort of contribute to... It's sort of that fine line, that fine line between uh, making a change that works out for the team and making too many changes and, and, like, um, Hmm. the balance of the team just goes out the window. Well, that's it. We're completely changing the shape week to week. You know, know, what is the plan A for this team? Is it 3-5-2? Is it 4-4-2? Is it 4-2-2-2? Is it 4-4-1-1? Like how we started on the weekend, but that was a... That was for two 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 yeah yeah which I don't mind that box midfield I think it works really well we've seen Sydney FC have played um, with that a few times and um, have made that work really well for them um, Liverpool have been known to do it as well um, but it's I think um, killing us a bit in transition um, because we're we've been slow to get back it should go back to sort of a four four two or a four four one one. Um, in defensive transition, and we've we seem to be a little bit slow there, and that's where it's hurting us. Mm. I think I think that's that's sort of why I'm a bit probably critical of JJ as well because I think I know as sort of a more defensive midfielder, you don't necessarily have to be lightning quick, but I feel like he labours a lot in that defensive midfield position, and when we do get caught, we are very slow to get back. And I when think- I think when Stens went off, it's sort of became more noticeable. Yeah, I think a big part of that might be the injury that Josh has just mentioned as well. Yeah. Um, if he is still carrying that injury, that goes a long way to explaining it. But and then, then why is ask, he out there? Ask, <laughs> ask the question, why isn't Kim there instead? Yeah, exactly. Well, have we got yeah. to that stage of the season, though, where when you add a few injuries and you add a little bit of players who might be on the outer in terms of how they're approaching the coaches' instructions, etc., and now what you're looking at is a list of players of which only about a quarter of them had your signature at the bottom and the others were all somebody else's doing. And all of our coaches over the last five years have faced this in their first year certainly at the end of their first year and now it's sort of moving things around trying to figure out which one of those options is actually going to be useful for the future because because there's definitely um, some players in the squad who stage is probably going to be saying goodbye to at the end of the year and and we are too um, and it just it's just a bit of a feeling of run out of the original set of kind of options and yeah. now we're sort of winging it a bit I agree do you, do you like this is looking a bit probably far forward but do you, do you think Stadge has been told did he sign for two years or one well no sorry he's still got another season that, yeah. yeah but do you think no, do you think he's been told no matter what happens because we know that contracts mean nothing hmm. in this league that he's been guaranteed another season no matter what happens this season surely not you can't give that sort of job certainty and I mean in saying that, I hope we stick by him because I think he's a fantastic man manager. His game management, for the most part, is, is generally pretty good. Mm. Um, but you can't afford to give that sort of certainty in, in this sort of results-driven business. I feel like you can't either. But do you think 
the club are trying to get out of the loop of we need to back him, yes, because yeah. we need to give yeah. him the chance to actually build his own squad, which we which we haven't been able to do because of the players that he inherited and the length yeah. of contracts that they had. That's why I think that's why I'm more leaning towards he's been told next season. Mm. It's all we yours. definitely have to tell him that. Of course we do. And if yeah. we change our mind, bad luck. That's, how, <laughs> that's football. <laughs> that's the way it is. We can't put that on paper. Yeah, yeah. But why couldn't we? Can't we say to him that, you know, 1,000% chance that you're here at the end of the season? I think we next? mentioned that last week too about not having, you know, his own squad. That's why he might have, probably will have another season. But then you think, you know, I don't want it to happen. But if we get end up with the spoon then what happens he's got a guarantee maybe not maybe has maybe not then what happens because can you really give a guarantee of another season to a coach who's come last Mm. and that's the predicament that we find ourselves in isn't it well we're not there yet but (laughs) we just got to hope that newcastle stay true to form and just keep being a few points behind us that's why the derby in a couple of weeks is so vital. Yeah. To me, the worry is that we are a team who could get lucky on the day. And I think on the weekend was a good example of we didn't get lucky. We hit the post and that didn't work for us. They, got, they got a lucky deflection. Western at home, that 1-0, that was, that was the peak of our luck. That yeah. one game, a bit of luck that somehow Boston didn't score and we kept a clean sheet. Well, Perth away as well. Perth, Perth away, the 2-1 two, two win early in the season was... Uh, to be honest, it was pretty arsy, let's face it. Um, you know, Silvera's capitalised on a horrible defensive mistake and and um, scored a great great goal, to be fair to the lad. But um, that second half, mate, we should have been absolutely well dead and buried in that second mm. half. So, you know, there's, there's been patches this season where we've played sensational football and credit to Stadge for getting the guys playing sensational football. But there's just been so many shit moments. Mm. I was trying to look for a better word, but it's 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 all I can. <laughs> well, the first half on the weekend, the less spoken about that from probably oh, from bad. both teams' perspective, the bad. better because that was like sometimes it's hard to tell how the game is going from the bay, but it just felt like it was a nothing game mm. and there was nothing going on. Mm. And then the second half rolls around, doesn't improve that much, but I don't know how or doesn't score with that chance. I was going to mention that <laughs> or yeah, had that the best it. chance of the that game. Was it. That was that. That was the chances would have. And was it, there's, there's sort of three chances in that movement as well because Juric has brought the ball out of the air early, uh, beautifully rather. Um, does he shoot early? Does he, Well, he chose not to, obviously. Um, Muzz has then recovered it really well. Um, De Silva's header comes back off the post. Um, Muzz recovers it really well again and picks out Tommy Orr, who just needs to lift it. Mm. Just yep. smash it. Why didn't he smash it? Why did he try and place it with, what, three, two or three Brisbane players on the line? Just bloody put your laces through it and try and put it top corner because no one's going to stop it if it goes top corner. But if yep. you put, put it on the ground, then it's going to be blocked. So, so we, I mean, I, I, I know I thought De Silva's header was in. I heard everyone behind me go up yep. celebrating straight away. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately it wasn't to be. You know, Ten minutes later, um, we break away really quickly from a corner. I think um, the ball came out to Nizzi on the halfway line who's played through Muzz, um, who's made a run from the edge of our own 18 um, and he's looked to put one top corner. Uh, Jamie Young, jeez, what a save because that was destined for... God, he's annoying. Who always gets oh, in the way? Shut up, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon that Muzz should have passed to Nizzi though who was through with no one in front of him or do you reckon yeah, no, he's fair enough to take it because he's number nine? Yeah, no, back yourself. And fair to be enough. fair, like... 
it was going top bins, only denied by an absolutely sensational save. So I think it was hitting the bar, but no, that was going in. You reckon? Yeah, I watched it again this summer. Mm. That was going in, hundred percent. Commentator right. thought it was sneaking in under the bar. Yeah, it was. And, and he could. I think he can make the pass to Nizzy. So now you got Nizzy one on one with you. Got to go sweaty. The FIFA sweaty goal. I think Nizzy did his bit in that. That ball to Mazza was superb. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was yeah. about to say. I think it's pretty telling that the two main chances we created on the weekend, one was the all goal, but in the lead up was a quick, quick free kick taken by Lewis Miller, mm. which went straight to Jurich. Mm. Really good by him. And then that chance there created by Dinsburg. Because that ball on halfway, that was a hard ball coming out. That oh, yeah. It was flying out and to him. To and he, to it. he did really well to yeah, get and to it's, it. Yeah, and he's just deflecting it. So mm. it's a really difficult, you know, skill to do. And yeah. Beautifully. Yeah, the whole De Silva hitting the post thing, that that had me going. You, know, you get like the whole reaction of, oh. So that was unfortunate. It was just an unfortunate game all around. And then, yeah, obviously, not long later, Brisbane have come through to score in the 85th. Um, I was so mad at bloody Birgitti. What getting. a shitty goal to concede. And then I realised. Yeah. And then I realised. Yeah, and so then I realised. It took me probably five or six looks at it to go, oh, that's that's not actually Birgitti's fault to, be, to get beaten at his near post there because he was already committed going going um, to his left, going the other way. So, yeah, very hard. Who'd be a goalkeeper, honestly? Um, that deflection was just, yeah, it was wicked. Um, Where was the fault, though? Somebody, some people... Some people think Severo. I, I think, honestly, because he has sort of lackadaisically jogged towards the ball, um, the loose ball that he should have got there. He was 15 yards ahead of the nearest player. Um, and then when he realised that someone was on him, he's pulled out of the challenge as well. So for me, yeah, I mean, Sammy, he's got to do better there. Um, you know, we, we, all, we all love him and, you know, hope that he goes on to big things. But... Yeah, maybe I don't know. Is it is it jet lag? Is it tiredness? Is it just laziness? Is he is his mind already elsewhere? Um, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, it's it's hard to blame that hundred percent on him. But you feel like it's it's like he pulled out of that because of self preservation. When at that moment you needed the Maddie Simon, don't care what happens to me, flying into that, and we didn't get it. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel the same. It's probably the, um, just watching that Silvera is probably mostly to blame, but to some extent all three of them had a little bit of a part in it. Probably Lewis let his man get a little bit far away. Yeah, I agree with that too. And Beerus has got to look after his near post, hasn't he? Miller's been caught out the last two games, hasn't he? Especially the Western game where um, there was a couple of times where he got beaten pretty easily. But it's a young player, you know, he's learning his trade and uh, he's getting yeah. more, gaining experience rapidly, so you can't, you know, begrudge him having one or two moments. And uh, it wasn't his enthusiasm or his effort to get to the ball. It was just that there was just a little bit too much space there, it looked like. Um, so I wouldn't totally blame him for that because he probably shouldn't have had to make that if Severa um, does a better job. And then after that, Beerus, yeah, well, I reckon Beerus is probably thinking I had to cover me near post there and got screwed. But well, he's he's already is. he's already going left. If, yeah. if you watch your replay, yeah, he's he's already going left. As soon as the shot hit, is hit, and I reckon he's got it covered. I know, but where it frustrates where it frustrates me mm. is that I have this bell ringing in my head whenever I get the ball and run into the box playing the game. Mm. Far post, far post, yeah, far yeah, post. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's going on in the striker's head, and, mm. and uh, the keeper's looking after his near post you know and uh so he'll be disappointed either way that he gets beat at his near post yeah did you enjoy watching god on the sideline <laughs> <laughs> oh, well actually funny because uh he the cushion on your lap was it <laughs> <laughs> he um he was getting agitated about stuff and i found myself looking up there and going 
wake up, mate. Hey, you played this game before? Like, seriously. Like, he, is a very, he, he does get very worked up about yeah. seemingly nothing. I swear he asked for every single decision in the second half and if he didn't ask, the bloke who is one of his assistants was pretty animated. Yeah. Um, he was even getting into the lines person right in front of me about uh, – he says, he says, that wasn't a f- – no foul was called, right, firstly – then there's a conversation starts. That wasn't a foul line. And the liner goes, no, it wasn't. And he goes, um, I saw you saying foul through the microphone to the ref. That oh, wasn't a foul. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was into him. So, um, yeah, I, I liked getting up close to God. It's as close as I'll probably ever get. But um, Didn't sneak a photo with him pregame or any of that? No. I no that's not of, like you. No, you can't really do it in the... I heard, I heard you got digits. You invited him out for a cute date after the game. You got his Oof. number and... Yeah. <laughs> In my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so is this is this the sort of turnaround for Brisbane now? Because looking at it, they're they're unbeaten in their last five. Yeah, when does luck Look, like I they're a bit I lucky? Wanna, they got a bit lucky. I don't want to pump myself up, but I said last week Brisbane are on the improve. You did. I disagreed <laughs> with you and didn't realise that they had been unbeaten in their last four. But I mean, they got. I mean, yeah, they got a little bit lucky with the goal, but they they like. It's like they got a little bit lucky the week before. They've got three points in the bag and they're when, going home with three points. Yeah, when does luck become good management? It's yeah. <laughs> eventually they you have, have to accept it. They're doing enough at the moment. That's right. So, so it's very, very frustrating. The results are a result. I'd, I would happily take five lucky results on the bounce. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> We're playing scrappy football, I'd, I'd take it. I don't Mate, care. I'd, take, I'd take all five with, without losing. <laughs> yeah. All right. When was the last time we went five games without losing? Grand final season, probably. Yeah, 2013, <laughs> yeah. I reckon. That's pretty sad to Honestly, think about. Yeah. But, you know, we've, we've, yeah, we've just got to start getting results. <laughs> yeah, in <laughs> short. That's the bottom line. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, cheers, Jeff. Anything else from that game? Or move on? No, let's Because nah. that was painful. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, so I guess some good news for a couple of youngsters. So, Joey, is it Jeftich, Pete, or Jevtik? Jevtich. Jevtich. Thank you. Uh, and Jake, you can do the last one. The silent J. <laughs> Jova. Jova. Yeah, no, jo- uh, Jovanovski. Uh, Jovanovski. They will be jetting off to Serbia to join OFK Belgrade's under-19 side, uh, which is obviously the link there with Anton Tagliaferro. Yeah. Which is very good. That's, yeah. That's, that's the kind of stuff that these links need to bring. Um, I think I'm, I assume they would have obviously probably stayed around for the NPL season. So watching those two uh, in youth that we missed in the NPL season, but I'm surprised a that massive um, chance for them. Totally Farrow got that done with the way he's been on Facebook lately. <laughs> uh, let's, yeah. Yeah, let's 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 yeah, put let's put a pin in that for now. Yeah, um, just on, kidding, stop just writing kidding. on the Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> great for um, no, great for Joey and and, and Jova. Um, Joey had a fantastic NPL season. I thought I really rate Joey. I yeah I. Uh, Really hope he comes back um, because he he's a fantastic little player um, and potentially has has something to give the first team here. Um, Jova as well. I've only seen little little patches of, but I've been impressed by by what I've seen. Um, and by all accounts, is a fantastic uh, bloke as well. So um, yeah, no, great to see those guys get some international experience. Good luck to the quadruple Jays. I love this. <laughs> it is. It's, yeah, yeah. It's the four J's. I love alliteration. And JJ I, and JJ. And I hope it's a relationship thing where we're, you know, getting some some value ourselves. Um, I, did I send you guys a? What did I send you from Vlad Simovic, the football director at Belzan, off his Insta that? Uh, the, what was he doing with Charlesworth and Charlesworth and Tagliaferro mm. and Simovic with pictures on his Insta sitting on PSV's yeah, bench watching okay. some PSV games and they uh-huh, were uh-huh. they were at a club uh, in Holland 
and Charlesworth yes, was there to at give a club. Some, yes. Charlesworth was there they were being to give fans. some sort of a talk. Well, they were being fans. Yeah. They were pictured on the benches the um, po- together. Pulse nightclub. Pulse nightclub. You <laughs> <laughs> said at a club. That's uh, where my go. head goes. So they were at FC. Well, I'm definitely going to butcher this. Den Bosch. Den Bosch. Oh yeah. You're not yes. far off there, actually. That's pretty good. Well um, done. And yeah, so Anton was there. Vlad was there. Obviously from Bolzan. Um And yeah, Mr. Charlesworth was there representing us at, at some sort of event. Thing there as partners, I don't know. Well, we have Friends, to think allies. that the Serbian connection there is the reason for Milan's presence here. So, yeah, potentially something yeah. to do. Look, if, if the they, can, if they can send us, if they can send us another four Serbians of, yeah. of Milan's ilk, oh, yes, thanks. Yes, I'm rubbing my hands together. And <laughs> feed us all yeah. of the Serbs. Yeah. Oh, feed, so, yeah, feed us the Serbs. Yeah. Um, send us a few more itches. Imagine please. like <laughs> imagine like a Serb that has like the Matt Simon attitude, but like is a really good player too. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> If only mm. that would be something. If only uh, uh, served to dominate the midfield. Thank you very well, much. Well, congrats to the boys. Hopefully, yeah. there's, there's a little bit of relationship going on there. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen previous relationships that maybe haven't borne so much fruit. You know, the, the Everton thing and the Sheffield thing haven't really exactly given us heaps. But um, yeah, what, if, what about if the this, Everton? If, uh, <laughs> the yeah, Everton that, connection. Was, that was the first thing I said. The Everton <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, you know, if if this can actually bear some fruit for us, then ooh, yeah. did the Everton connection actually ever start? Oh, I don't think so. Honestly, well, it was the keeper. I was, was going to try to sign that young keeper, but the they wouldn't F- allow us. The FFA regulations at the time stated that you couldn't take players under the age of eighteen or twenty on mm. loan um, if they were an international player as well. So, which um, feels like a really um, stupid. Fortunately, the Everton connection never really came through. Uh, this yeah. one's for you, Mister Morrow. Are you excited for the E League? <laughs> Uh, Ray, Gat, help me out on this Damn one. It. <laughs> Damn it. I was literally just just about to say something about Gaddy. It's like, Gaddy's a fan. Look, I have, tempered, I have tempered my um, views on this and other uh, aspects of our expansion into new territory in terms of markets if it attracts an audience that isn't necessarily the same audience and gives us an opportunity to sell the main product to that audience, then I will accept it. Look, good to see those guys return as well because I know that one of them in particular was being um, chased by Melbourne City's E-League team. Um, we have so another De Silva. Do you think we can swap him for the one that's <laughs> on the pitch? Does he hit the post? Jesse De Silva and Kieran Gupta, Gupta yes. will be the uh, Central Coast Mariners representatives for the E-League. Well, so you're saying there's transfers in the E-League? Melbourne yep. City interested in him? Oh, okay. There's <laughs> definitely contracts. Surely we can really? get yep. transfer fees in that. I know we can't without... <laughs> <laughs> it's, sure. fi- it's, it's, it's in FIFA coins. I wonder if these guys, if you guys need a... Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, that's good. Play on. If you guys do need a, a player intermediary, uh, an agent, uh, I am available. So, yeah, just yes. let me know. Jesse and Kieran, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, rest of the round. Wellington, 2-1 over the scum. <laughs> Should have lost. Uh, yeah, I agree. Actually, Wellington should have lost. <laughs> I know, I, I'm yeah, going to put my, I'm gonna put my, my scum hate aside, but they played decently well, and yeah. Wellington sort of got away with one. But Wellington, I'd say, were the better side, <laughs> but the scum played well. I'm sorry, but if you have 28 shots in one game and <laughs> you, can, you can only score one goal, that's poor areas. That's the Newcastle. 28 shots. 28. That's what I mean. But there's they, something they, familiar about that. that yeah. Where, where have I heard that before? 28 stats, seven, uh, 28 stats, 28 shots, seven on target. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> lol. Yeah, they got, well, yeah, lol for starters. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know how they don't, I don't know how they At the very least a draw, there, the late save by Marinovic. Oof. Oh, that's, that, great save, he, great leg save. He's mm. very, like, 
not probably underrated because every probably everybody in the league probably realizes now he's arguably the best. I'd say he's the best the keeper in the league, but he's absolutely come from off. nowhere. Yeah, like, well, yeah. It was similar to Curdo last season. Yeah. So it was from the MLS, Curdo, wasn't he? Curdo was fantastic last season. I, to um, be honest, I couldn't tell you where he was. I know he's represented New Zealand at under twenties, I think, or something like that, or he's been in a few of their senior squads, I think, as well. But he's he has absolutely come out of nowhere, and I, that was the main thing for Wellington. Everyone. They were all worried that they weren't going to find a goalkeeper as good as Curdo. When you look at some of the stuff ups that Curdo's made this season so far, they've probably got probably coming out the other side even better. He's a really good age too, twenty eight. Yeah, so he, he spent a couple of years at Vancouver and then a season Bristol at Bristol City, City um, before coming across though. before coming across to Wellington. So um, yeah, like you say, pretty much from from nowhere. Well, he's, he's a props Kiwi. To their, it's props to their yeah, scouting. Props mm. to the to their scouting network, but yeah, being that he's a Kiwi, I guess it's a bit easier for them to find. Um, Twenty five games in New Zealand. Mm, yeah, he's oh. rivaling Beerus for his keeping skills this year. Yeah, that that save in the last minute or so, or whatever, that was freakish reflexes, and he made a couple of other really good ones too. Yeah, absolutely won them the at least a point. I think it's between him, Curdo, and uh, he's a Western Sydney keeper. Uh, Low um, par. Low par. I thought he was going to be super inconsistent and super yeah, eccentric at the start of the season, but he's actually, geez, the guy's a freak, man. He pulls some absolutely freakish yeah. stuff out. And of course, our own Mark Birrigitte, um for the best keeper in the league. Uh, Love next, Bears. next game. Love you, Bears. Yeah, um, Probably one of the most one-sided big blues there's been for a while. Oh, wasn't it? What? And you could all you could obviously see it coming too. It was I think this this game wrapped up how the season's probably going. Melbourne poor, Sydney good, Sydney went three 0 <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty much ten pretty, points. Pretty ten straightforward. Points, ten points clear at the top of the table with a game in hand over Melbourne City in second as well. So um, absolute dominance from Sydney. They've played fourteen, one twelve. It's the most points ever after fourteen games. When you've and when you've got Lafondra and Barbarossus up top. So like that's and then you've got Bam Johan who's finally starting to find some form. Yeah, he was he was very anonymous early on, and then on the sort weekend, of come into it. on the weekend, I think he definitely stepped up a bit. But well, not, uh, not much for next week. Yeah, exactly right. He's gonna he's gonna miss next week uh, at home with the red cards. Yeah, I think it's Wellington perhaps next week. I'm sorry, Brisbane. They're at home too, and then he misses the uh, derby. He misses the Sydney derby. Two games. That. I feel like was harsh. Yeah, a little bit, but it's it's the but minimum it's the, it's the minimum amount as well the, for that offence. Yeah, so. it's the rule for the assaulting inverted commas the player. You can, um, anytime you put your hand up to a player's face oh, like yeah. that, you you're really skirting as as, trouble. As, so as soon as you swing and like Broxham obviously made a little bit of a meal of it, but as soon as you swing in any degree, mm. you're in trouble. Victory mm. had 19 shots to 10 too. So yeah, and Toivonen Sydney's failing to finish the one clinic, that clinic, is, that, is that a word? Clinicalness? Clinicism. Oof. Okay. <laughs> professor. <laughs> professor Pryor. <laughs> yeah, professor, professor Pryor with the, with the big that's words. That's the biggest word that's ever been said on this podcast. So Sydney had 10 shots, five on target, one 3-0. So that's, that's clinical. And um, was it the third goal? I guess they got a little bit lucky with it, how it sort of – the ball sort of popped out and went in. So, but – Yep, Sydney too good, just like they are for pretty much everyone in the league. So, would you would you say the Premier's plate is almost done? Oh, it's done. Yeah, I think so. It's not not almost, but it's done. It's it's done. Yeah, I'd say for me, yeah. I think there's nobody close. You would need City or Perth to go on like a ridiculous winning streak, yeah, and Sydney to to step on to mess up a couple of games. But other than that, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, there's too many. 
there's too many average teams compared to Sydney in the league this season for them to slip up that badly. Like when it comes to us, Brisbane, Newcastle, Adelaide, even to a degree, like that's that's three points for Sydney. Adelaide are the definition of, of inconsistent. You yeah. can seven wins, seven losses. Yeah. You can add City to that. When was the last time they beat someone in the top three? Exactly. They they started True. off red hot Good and then point. they've Slumped They're just not a team for the big games at the moment for whatever no. reason. I don't really know too much about it, but they don't appear to be able to, you know, go into a near thing. Like, they 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 seem to be happy with the draw. Yeah. What? And look, for me, I, like, I think I started, I said this earlier on in the season in a couple of early episodes about Jamie McLaren, how I went to say he was overrated. But when the big games come, for me, he goes missing. Mm. Since we're talking about City, they had a goalless draw with Perth, which didn't look like a very inspiring game. I had my eye on it at the club after mm. hours and didn't seem like there was much going on, to be honest. That's all right. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think Luke wanted to finish his point there anyway, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's, fine. It's, it's fine. This is fine. No. This is fine. Um, by the way, I totally made that word up. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was. I had some cynicism about your clinicism. Ah, there we go. There we go. Yes, got him. I was hoping you were going to show your clini- clinicism, Jesus. The only team, the only team I think that would potentially catch Sydney or do them any trouble this season, even when it comes to finals, is Perth. Because they are. Uh, they started off. They're doing the opposite of Melbourne City. They started off dodge. and now they're starting to come good. And I think with Popovich, and I think the players that they've got, Bruno's starting to come good. I think he's, the, there was an article come out today about how he's enjoying his football again. And when you've got him and Castro and a few other, other players they have in that front sort of three or four, they're super dangerous. Didn't really see much of the game uh, between Perth and, and Melbourne City on Saturday night. Um, but looking at the stats, it looks like Perth actually, uh, sorry, Perth were dominated. Um, Melbourne City with 17 shots. Um, but only managing three on target. Perth only managing six shots for the entire game. Um, so, yeah, look, Perth need to, um, or both of those sides really need to start hitting their straps if they are going to mount any sort of reasonable challenge to, to Sydney, um, who I think, if I'm being honest, have sewn up the Premiership yep. <laughs> pretty much. Sorry to interrupt before. What were you saying? Something about McLaren? <laughs> there you go. go. We'll go back to it. We'll go back to it. Apologies. He's a tap-in merchant. I don't want to hear otherwise. Um, <laughs> Western. He doesn't want response. Western, Western Adelaide. The game of the rounds. What, what the hell it? was this? Seven goal thriller. What the hell? Was Ding dong. Five goals in the first <laughs> half. Um, going off. I was over at the neighbours having a barbie, and every time I look back at the this, uh, the game, and there'd be another goal. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, I must probably should sit down and watch this game. It's not like you going pretty, over pretty going decent. over to the neighbours for a couple of beers, is it, Josh? You never do that. Yeah, I never take beers either. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, that that could have finished anything. That game that was that was good to watch. Fantastic for for a neutral anyway. Costantopoulos coming on to um, Constantopoulos. Sorry, I can't can't get my words out. Coming on to. Um, be the hero for, for Adelaide there. Good goal too. Was yeah. it? Oh, wasn't it? Was. Were they all good goals or was it just like bad defending on both parts? Or because no, I didn't really see a lot. I mean, of it. they were all they were all they were all pretty solid. Diamante's goal, classic, mm. classic Diamante. Oh hits. yeah, I did that see that one? The that curler. dude. What yeah. is he? Thirty? Is he thirty-seven? Thirty-six. Thirty-eight. Like thirty-six, thirty-seven. Could be anything. Yeah. Like imagine if he's in his thirties. Let's Google it. Imagine if Melbourne Victory had got him here when they wanted to 
three or four seasons ago whenever it was and the FFA allowed him. Mm. Yeah, he's yeah, that's right because they said, yeah, he's, he's not a marquee. 36. So. 36, Thank yeah. You. So yeah. he's he's just been a class above and there's there's been no real hint of any of the whole dad's army sort of thing except in our game when he come off but that was really because of a knock. He, he hasn't really – there hasn't really been a point in a game where he looks like he's sort of given up or struggled or he's just a class above everybody else. For sure. Yeah. I love one of his top photos on Google. What a head. <laughs> what a head. <laughs> That's the Yahoo serious look for the listeners. I'm not sure – yeah, I'm not sure anyone on the podcast can actually see that. But. <laughs> Um, I had no idea. It's just turning, in, it's turning into a visual show. A visual. Show and tell. Coast Football Ramble show and tell. Coast just just Google Dear Marty and you'll know what photo I'm talking about, all right? <laughs> uh, Ollie Roos. Yeah. Yeah, the boys. Oh, yeah, yeah they're a thing, the aren't they? We are in through. the Olympics for the first time in 12 years or whatever. Yeah. Yes, thanks. Um, and be, solid be performance. Good enough. Good enough, but not impressive throughout the whole tournament. Um, I think, yeah, they just scraped through in the end. They got just. well beaten by South Korea in the yeah. last game. Yeah, good goal and from D'Agostino. Uh, yeah, to, did he? Yeah, that was a great strike. Yeah, probably questionable defending, but <laughs> still. Goal's a goal. Got to put it in. Yep. And um, I think you probably have to give a little bit of credit to Arnie as much as I don't want to. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be be harsh not to. I think you know he's 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 got the result and he's got the boys to qualify. So um, yeah, now they've just got to go and get the job done on the big stage. Um, Facebook questions. Now we had like thirty four comments on here. The, we go uh, Ooh, boy. on the post. So this this could get interesting. Um, okay, speaking of Olympics, um, a question from our very own Jimmy. Uh, do you think that sending overage players to the Olympics instead of the current Oli Roo squad that got us there is fair? Who do you take? Look, I'd love to see Vuka get a run, and there's been talks of that. Imagine the romance in that after what yeah, happened to I'm, him. Yeah, I'm, I'm romanticising it a lot yeah. um, because, yeah, obviously he, he missed out um, last time he qualified um, through you know, some fault of his own. Um, but... You know, it would be a, a strong sense of, I guess, vindication in some ways um, for, for him to um, make the squad there. Um, I'd, I'd probably feel bad for Glover if that yeah, would happen. Yeah, so, so, so would I. But um, I love Vuka more than I love Glover, so yeah, yeah sure. send him. Now, look, my, my short answer to that would be, uh, do I think it's fair? No. I would stick with all underage. You see every single other country doing it, though. You do. Um, but, I mean, how, how in the football football calendar how important are the olympics you'd have to ask the players that, that compete where they rate that or rank that amongst that's their, what i mean their most I think, important trophies i, I see it as representing their country so i think it's pretty yeah. important to them yeah but so to, I, to, from a fan's perspective i'm not that fussed to be honest about yeah, the olympics i think you saw from the reaction from the boys when they qualified how important it was so i think you stick with stick yeah. with all the young kids and you give them that experience I don't disagree, but um, I like I am of the type who thinks that uh, filling the spine, and I'm all over the Booker idea as well. Mm. Filling the spine with some experience, like the other um, countries are going to do, is is a good thing for us to do. And uh, I think we're going to have to because if I'm right, the copper is either I think the copper is two weeks after the finish of the Olympics is the copper, or is it that the Olympics is two weeks after the finish? of the copper one of those is the answer and so for example if i'm thinking about that spine 
if Matty Ryan goes to the copper and I think he will want to, then Booker sounds like a great idea for the Olympics. Well, I could be wrong here, but I think I heard Graham Arnold say that he was planning on sending an under-23 squad to the copper as well. See, that I don't like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would much well, rather go with your experienced squad if you can get all the players, which because it's... If it's the copper, it would be in a window, wouldn't it? Okay, so the copper America is 12 June to 12 July. So that's, that's that's out of Premier League season and that isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So take and your most experienced squad to that and throw in a few kids for the experience. And then, yeah. and and So the coppers, the coppers he's essentially looking to use the, the copper as a, as a warm-up um, for the Olympics. Um, and I think this is, this is ringing bells in my head um, because, yeah, the, the Olympics start at the end of July. Um, Olympics are 24th of July to 9th of August. So it's two weeks, mm. 12 days. Yeah, well, I, I think there's going to be a kind of a need to do a bit of both, to be honest. And in that little spine job I'm talking about, you know, one target goes to one, McLaren goes to the other. Um, Ryan goes to one, Vukas goes to the other. These kinds, or maybe they swap places on the bench, mm. um, that kind of thing. I don't know whether or not you can legitimately have a squad of under-23s going to the copper first and then well, yeah, the Olympics two weeks later. They're young, but they're mm. not indestructible. I don't see any reason why not, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's no different to playing, you know... Well, the first the, problem... The amount of games that they're already playing. I suppose it's a little easier with the kids, especially the, the less um, mm. popular kids, but um, who's telling their club that I'm going uh, to... I'm firstly going to the Copper and then I'm having a two-week break and then I'm going to the Olympics and I'll catch you in August? Yeah, they're going to miss a chunk of pre-season. Clubs. Um, depending on how far into the Olympics they go, I, I suppose, mm. um, which, which comes back to the question, do you take overage players? How far do we want to go in the tournament? You know, how far are we going to get with the current crop of under-23s without, you know, that smattering of experience? Because I think that you get three overage players, is it? I think so. Yes, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Yep. Mm. So. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting question and, and maybe one for wiser heads than mine. Ian Johnson, are we good enough to not get the spoon again this year? The Jets are in the hot seat. Uh, where we need to improve, obviously, in the final third department. I like that he's answered the second part of his, his question himself. Yes. Where do we need to improve, obviously, in the final third? Yeah, I think that's 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 pretty much nail on the head. Um, you know, we've we've lacked that cutting edge at times. And, um, you know, Muzz, as, as much as he's been playing really well, needs needs a foil, needs, needs someone to play off him, or he needs someone to play off. Um, you know, if we were to bring in an experienced striker who can bang in 15, 20 goals a season... Um, which I don't think is too unheard of with the service that we could potentially provide. Um, you know, I think that would bring the best out of Muzz as well, and you'd see him starting to notch up, you know, closer to sort of 10 goals a season. I'm going with a straight yes. Yes, we can avoid the spoon. How? Beat Newcastle. The yeah. end. <laughs> like that's, that's probably my answer too. I'm, I mean, to be honest, I'm... I, don't want to be super negative, but I'm at the point where I'm leaning towards a no because if we get the spoon, I would not be surprised because at the moment, our luck is just not happening for us. And if we... All it will take, really, is for us to go up there and lose in the derby. I don't even want to think about that being a possibility. We will have to re-answer this question if that occurs. And then it's really close. And then all it takes is Newcastle, like... To put in a performance like they did on the weekend against Wellington, if they do that again, if they do that against a Brisbane, or even against an Adelaide, they potentially could pick up a few more points, and then it becomes dicey. 
So yeah, we've got to be I a think, bit careful about luck. Haven't I we? think us avoiding ours. us avoiding the spoon comes down to beating the Jets in the next two games. Ask that, us again in we two weeks. Them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I hope this is your real name because it's great. <laughs> Salad Whitflied. Whitflid. Whitflied. <laughs> That's legit. That can't be your first, that can't be your real name, surely, mate. That's Get in awesome. touch with a salad. I hope that's your real name. I hope it is. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't mind some speculation or insight into what is happening with Dylan Fox, the perception of Kim being on the outer, the Severo Circus, and uh, the potential that him being subbed on whilst possibly jet lagged and not a hundred percent was a contributor to the loss. We probably spoke about the Silvera thing and Kim, that, yeah. but probably even speculated Fox, about Fox. Yeah, I think Fox, we should yeah. touch on all of this. Fox, yeah. I agree with. I mean, I agree with what you said earlier, and he was playing. I thought reasonably. We seem well. to have a good combination, and something yeah. went wrong. I know because yeah. remember he. I can't remember the game off the top of my head, but he made one crucial mistake and in a game hooked. and got hooked. Swapped with uh, Rolsey and went to the left, and we brought on Ruan Tongic because Rolsey must have been in the under twenty threes. Because he got hooked at half time in that game, didn't he? When he made that mistake. Yes. And then that was the last time we've seen him. Once Ziggy went to centre back, oh, I think he we've seen lost him. his spot, didn't he? Once Ziggy went to centre back, yeah, Ziggy stayed there. For we've seen, we've seen. I think we've seen him once. Box little off, appearance since then at some stage. Yeah, in one yeah. game the other week. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's again, it's, it's something that we sort of touched on earlier in the in the pod. Is it is it an attitude thing or you know something that's happened behind the scenes that we've not been privy to? Um, usually we do get a sniff of these things. So yeah, not sure, unfortunately. Because remember we talked to him. We talked to him on the pod. Was it? After the Perth that was win? Before, that was before he got hooked at halftime. Yeah, it was. Mm. After the Perth win and he was in high spirits and we thought, oh, we got a good one here. And he yeah. just haven't, hasn't really played since. Uh, Eric Ponson, please tell us how we can donate financially. Oh. Uh, well, my bank account details. Uh, <laughs> BSB 121. Um, donate to Peter J. Pryor. Uh, <laughs> Hey, I'm the new guy. You can uh, you can donate at home games by buying all of us a beer. So thank <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> and away games. That's, that's Donations fun. accepted in liquid form. Donations accepted, the, mate. The the alcohol the alcohol economy is real. The that, beer that is, economy. That is that is a lovely lovely comment. Thanks, yeah, Eric. Thanks, Top job, guys. Love the pod. I think Eric has road. actually donated in the past when we did a GoFundMe. So shout out to you, Eric. Yeah, appreciate we used that to have man. we used to have the club sort of get some donations for us, but that sort of fell off a bit. So I don't know. Maybe just. Uh, come up to us at a game and just keep listening and promoting yeah, us wherever you much. like, man. Feel free to like, share, subscribe, whatever you know. All, all those usual things. And thanks for your continued support. Uh, so probably Seton and Lee. I think we probably touched on those a little bit. Um, Tim getting dropped stuff and yeah. yeah. Lee Stanley, Milan is so important to the team. Does anyone know his contract length? Oh. Worried that's your wheelhouse. Uh, I'm worried that another club would snap him up fast, as he, uh, as the guy is quality and someone we should be building around mm-hmm. uh yes agree hard i think he's only signed till the end of this season correct um to be honest i mean i obviously still want him re-signed but i feel like whether it's a case of playing in a team that's been not very lucky or not but i feel like the last few weeks he has dropped off a bit mm. um he's still been probably one of our best though. still been pretty good <laughs> yeah, is in milan it, it, it are was, the top two we it, need to get around was, to yeah. signing yeah. Yeah. and we can't build too much around him because he's you know relatively limited future because he's you know not the youngest player in the squad he's but any theories any I theories about Anton. any theories about him being too old thanks for the lead in were um they're rubbish i just, just rubbish. didn't understand that, why that was a thing of him being too old yeah see that rumor yeah. sort of reared its head again um with people that i was speaking to um in base 16 on on saturday during the game whether it's just something that's come full circle they've only recently heard about or whether they've actually had it sort of confirmed from from another source um 
is it's exactly the rumours that we, we we discussed previously about you know he's he's too old in inverted commas. He's not. Crap. No. He's, he's he's early thirties. He's thirty two, I think, this year. Um, and the bloke is still delivering absolute quality. We signed, his prime. we signed Jair and delivering. Jair is like six months I don't want to talk old, about six Jair. Younger. <laughs> six months younger. Jair is like six months younger. If you mention his name again, I swear to God, I'm turning your microphone off. We're about to I can do that. <laughs> I can't do that because I don't know how to yet. Um, <laughs> says, the, says the Matt Simon merchant. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Yeah, got, see you, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone. Um, well, All right. You're probably I'll, about to turn mine off because uh, the next one is from our good friend, Mr. Andrew Thurban. Uh, 36 shots on target Oh sorry 36 shots in the last two games Six on target No goals One goal from open play in five I think that sentence there Is Damning Massively Um, The problem is so obvious That not solving it now Looks Deliberate Uh, I'll leave out the next bit Because you sort of touched on that (laughs) So the question is Why did CCN do nothing To solve the most obvious problem Which uh, the name that will not be mentioned for now, fear of having my microphone turned down. I think I said it when we signed him that I felt like he was coming in to be the problem solver of the goals. Mm. And whether that was the intention or not, I don't know, but it clearly hasn't worked. Didn't get a, didn't get a run on the weekend. So, you know, has, has Stadge already worked out that this isn't the answer or that dry air isn't the answer? Um, I've said it a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. You know, I wanted to give him um, a couple of weeks and, and see how he actually gelled with the squad and fit in um, because his movement off the ball was good. He moved like a proper number nine um, and he looked like he had goals in him. Um, you know, I'm allowed to be wrong um, and turns out I, ro- I was. Um, or it's looking like I was um, because he's definitely not the answer to the problems that we need, or the problems that we have rather. Um why did CCN do nothing to solve their most obvious problem? Well, I think that's what they... Yeah. We well, can't I think answer they that, did. can we? I think they did. It just wasn't a successful solution and it's not appearing that it's going to be a successful yeah. solution either. And I think there the was band, a lot of scepticism. There was the band-aid on the gaping wound sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, there was a lot of scepticism about it, but people like you have bitten your tongue on it a little bit, Pete, just, you know, giving a bit of latitude to um, let the guy have an opportunity and it just hasn't worked out and... Uh, that, that, I guess, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, doesn't seem like a, an unobvious thing. It mm. seems that we probably should have thought that, probably did think that. Um, so where do we go now? Well, I don't know if we can go anywhere, really. No, visa spots are all taken up. You know, we've, we've probably got no money left to spend this season. We're, we're coming to the end of the, um, the transfer window as well. I don't see us actually buying anyone, and I don't think there's anyone off contract who would necessarily want to come here or that we could afford. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's a tough one. Do we do we look to the youth? Um, do we keep doing what we're doing? You know, the, yeah. the, the definition of madness. Um, I yeah, think I think we're going to keep doing about. what we're doing. And I mean, I think a part of that a part of that issue is uh, a part of not being able to solve the obvious problem is that Matty Simon is still contracted. I think that was part of Stadge's issue because if he was out of contract that frees up quite a bit of money mm. to potentially get someone that stage wants that fits into how he wants to play and I think you know as much as uh, a lot of people love Matty Simon lots of people don't but I think we saw on the weekend yes he comes on in the victory game has a massive impact but it's like a it's like a spot fire and then he comes on on the weekend 
hardly noticeable that he was out there. Mm, yeah. And, I mean, we, we did try something different this weekend, to be fair, I guess. You know, Tommy Orr started up front and partnered Jordan um, Jordan Murray up top. And speaking of Jordan after the game, he, he did mention that he, he loved having Tommy Orr up with him because it's a completely different dynamic um, to anyone else that we've tried up there. Um, when we've played Simo up there or when we've played Jair up there or when we've played Muzz as an isolated, you know, <laughs> on his own up there, um, he, he thought that the best sort of potential partnership that he's had so far was with Tommy Orr. So um, will we see that continue? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's 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 a tough one because we just simply don't have a, a recognised 15, 20-goal-a-season striker at the club at the moment. Uh Jamie Palmer, this one was interesting actually. I've seen this written somewhere else, which might have been by the same person. Uh, I stood and watched our three subs sit on their ass, looking like they didn't want to be there at half time uh, on the weekend, not bothering to warm up, no interest at all. Do you think this was an instruction due to the heat? If so, should they have just stayed in the change room? Do we genuinely think any player contracted to the Mariners considers it a permanent role, or are they just waiting f- uh, to move on for better money? Ooh, the that- first part of that, I did. Uh, when I seen this written somewhere, I remember sitting there at halftime and looking up and thinking, oh, you'd normally see the players out there sort of running around kicking the ball. All the subs were sitting on the bench. Really? Mm. It was weird. Yeah, I went to grab a beer. I didn't see that at all. So, I mean, the answer to that is we don't know why they were sitting on the bench, but it is is odd. And then you look at what happened with Silvera when he come on and it's like, well... Didn't seem ready. Yeah, it was... Hmm. It's a bit of a weird. He was he was off the pace, wasn't he? Yeah, he, it he, appeared that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was. It wasn't it was just hot. It, it wasn't just the lead up to the goal, was it? He was he was off the pace the whole time. Yeah, he was that's on. right. Yep. Yeah, so, didn't inject himself into the game the way that he has been able to in in previous in previous games. Um, last part of that question: Do we genuinely think any player contracted at the Mariners considers it a permanent role, or are they all just waiting to move for better money? That's what do you guys reckon? Because uh, I'm I'm not sure I agree. Entirely with that sort of sentiment. Look, uh, the only person I think I think at the moment that we have that thinks it is a permanent thing is Matty Simon. Yeah, we know we know because Simo loves the club. We, we know, know yeah. Muzz loves the club. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they're two players in particular that would definitely be more, more than happy to stay. I've already seen Tommy Orr move on, and that was for better money. We can't begrudge him that um, because the offer that he got from Macarthur was substantially more. Um, than, than we offered and than what we can afford. And to be fair, probably based on his output, what he's worth. Um, so, you know, there's clubs out there that are willing to overpay for some of these players. Um, and, you know, if they do get huge offers, then, then fair enough. You know, they can, they can move on. We're not going to stand in their way. Um, but there's some players that we definitely need to start throwing coin out to keep. I think we will forever be a stepping stone club. Forever. I, I don't think we will ever sign... A Sam Silvera, a Trent Bahaja is another example, or Lockie Wales. I don't think we will ever sign a youngster like that that will stay here for five or ten years. Never. I think we will. I, I don't think it's quite as dire as players think that we're just a stepping stone that is actually a little bit of a statement of the a-league there are a few there's 50 percent of all players in the a-league are coming off contract at the end of this season so we're hardly the only club that is a turnstile of you know ins and outs Mm. um at this moment because of our last four years then we're not the club of choice for some people um and that will plague us for some time but if we can 
you know, wind ourselves back to getting a little bit of success, then we will at least find ourselves more even with the other clubs that are at our level. We're never going to be able to compete in the cash stakes with some of our, you know, uh, like Victory with Sydney, with even Perth at the moment are spending a lot of money, City. So, but at the other end, I think that we can compete with the lesser um, expending clubs. Um, but, yeah, I, I dislike this across the whole league, to be honest. It's the nature. It's the nature of having such a young league with so few teams. Is that you're always going to have that element of, I guess, recycling players, um, and having so many players coming off contract. We this season haven't seemed willing to to offer you know, more than one season deals to to a lot of these players. You know, Milan Bira's only got one season. Kim only got one season, um, which you know has, has baffled me, and it's. it's Concerning that they haven't been re-signed or there's been no murmurs of them being re-signed. So, yeah, we need to start looking at longer-term deals for, for a lot of these guys as well. Definitely. We've got, to, we've got to find that way to be able to do that. We have to at least, you know, reduce the amount of turbulence. There's already always going to be a certain level of it, but at the moment it seems unduly high. And, and there's always a bit of a whiff, no disrespect to the player or his performances, or not much anyway, but there's a bit of a smell of um, we need a striker and you can nearly hear Mike Charlesworth saying down the phone, well, well, where's that bloke who Newcastle got rid of? Um, Well, actually, he says it in more of an English accent, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mike, about my accent. Um, uh, But um, so you wonder whether or not that's the sort of way that we locate these players when it comes to, you know, parts of the season when there isn't a long list of players looking for a job. Um, so, yeah, we end up with the players that are available rather than seeking out the players that that uh, could be made um, over a longer term, uh, something that more of a proposition, you know? Look, if I can, if I can touch on that as well, you know, you've, you mentioned that bloke that Newcastle got rid of, obviously, who has now ended up with us. And he, he was on trial here, or he was being looked at um, well before he was signed. Um, so was he after way too much money and then he's sort of come back with his with his tail between his legs, so to speak, and we've gone, you know what, you're actually on the cheap now, let's pick you up. Um, and, and yeah, I hope, I kind of hope that's the case because I don't, jeez, oh, I hope we're not paying too much for him. Well, if we thought that, that would make us feel better about it, but it doesn't change the impact that he doesn't, hasn't yeah, had. Yeah, it doesn't change the fact that we've mm. kind of wasted a visa spot on, on someone who doesn't look like they're ever going to fire. Yeah, whereas we, you know, if we did our real scouting homework, then maybe we could have found a, something fresh that um, we were taking a chance on, a bit of a risk, but would, I'm not sure it would have been more of a risk. Bring in one of these Serbians. Well. Give us a few more Serbs, please. All uh, of the Serbs on visas, please. All of them. Glenn Dwyer, can we please look at thinner posts at the stadium? <laughs> I'll get right on that. <laughs> That'd be great. Not too thin in case any break. <laughs> that wouldn't happen at Central Coast Stadium. Well, thinner not. posts or wider goals. Uh, and we've got to make sure that we move the post to for the opposition. So yes. we got really thin ones and they've got really like, thick ones. <laughs> yep. Jeremy Lumby, do do you think that DDS will be given another contract or shipped out? Still got another season, doesn't he? Yeah. Because when there was a uh, so originally he was signed for four years and it was up to five, and um, because they had to redo his contract um, just after he signed to actually get it through the FFA. So yeah. So my my yeah. understanding of the DDS contract situation is that he is contracted to us uh, to the end of next season. Correct. Yep. But Roma have the first dibs still. Until, until the end, end of, this, of this, season. this season. Correct. So if it gets to the end of this season and Roma say don't care, mm. uh, which based on performances, I dare say they will, mm. 
Um, I wonder if that means that we can sell him in the off-season with a year left on his contract to someone else if Roma say no. I would assume yes. it does. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah, first yeah. option is, is just that. It's just first option. Um, so it means that, you know, they, they um, yeah, like you say, have first dibs on him. So yeah. um, if anyone else came in and Roma said, no, we don't want him, then yeah, of course we can sell. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'd need someone else to come in first. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for that for, for that to actually happen. So, because like we, you say, I don't see Roma wanting to pick him up. Yeah, we may have to go looking for someone to buy him at this rate. It feels weird because he hasn't been able to finish his chances in those moments of quality we really wanted and hoped and expected that we could get from him. But he's so young that I won't be surprised if we continue to try and persevere. Looks so good early on in the season as so well. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. My only concern about him at the start of the season was whether or not his head was in it, and then the machine-like way he went about it yeah, convinced me work, that his work rate yeah, was phenomenal. Yeah, you can't argue with that. Yeah. And, and uh, so you know, how old is he? Twenty-two, I think. Someone corrected me last time from twenty-three. Mm. So he's, he is perennially younger than we all think he is. Still got so much potential. <laughs> I'll, I'll, but he is at the stage can, where yeah. he needs to pull the finger out if he thinks he's going to go where. I think he think he'll go. Changes the <laughs> dynamic a little bit for me, though. I've been spruiking the idea that this was his year. If he doesn't produce this year, Same. then there's a, he's got a problem, yeah. Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but actually, that's not the reality. If he's got another year, because if he has another year, he's got a year and a half still to come up with the goods, hasn't he? I think the club has a problem in the sense that nobody will want to buy him mm. based on performances, which if we are a club that... We keep on spruiking this. We give young players a chance. We sell them on for money. Mm-hmm. Club make money. Mm-hmm. We ha- now have a bag of riches. Um, then that's what needs to happen. He needs to perform so we can then move him on. How skinny are the margins, though? How many times has he hit the post this year? If they all went in. If. Mm. If I know, and but. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all well and good dealing in, in ifs and buts. But How skinny are those margins, though? Yeah, I know. I know. But that's <laughs> that's the game, isn't it? Well, it is, and yeah. we, we put him in the place where we expected him to be key. Mm. We made him part of our key mm. plan, mm. not just, you know, and also around on the edges. He is key and hasn't really been able to deliver on that. Mm. So, so, yeah, well, I guess hopefully he will next year or this remaining year. Uh, to. Comments of players' performances over the season, also from Jeremy. Let's go everyone's top three for the season. Ooh. Off Just real, real quick, off the top of your head. Beerers. Yep. Beerers, Milan. Milan, Milan, Milan. Beerers. <laughs> Milan, Milan and Milan. If this was a 3-2-1, yeah, it'd have to be Milan gets a three in the one and Beerers gets a two. I'm going to go <laughs> third place to Rolsey. Yeah, I was going to say Kai's stepped up and, and really impressed and is developing into a fine young footballer. Looks like a senior player now rather than a kid who's trying his luck. And, Beret, yeah. Yeah, and that is a really good sign for him. He just looks workmanlike. You don't have to hear too much about him except when somebody's smashing his head mm. and uh, he just gets the job done at the moment. Lewis Miller's another one to, to really look forward to as well. He's um, burst onto the scene, really exciting. Um, playing out of position, to be fair, at right back. Um, because you know we've 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 spoken to people in the in the youth setup who've said oh, he's not a right back, mm. but he's he's doing pretty well. And we know how some in history some of our central defenders have gone when we put them out at right back. We <laughs> yeah, didn't tr- like them as much three, as yeah, yep. we do now. Yep. So he's done a great job, really, for a young player. You yeah. Know, so yeah, my three. I think I agree with that. My three would be Milan, Milan Beres, and Milo, just because of how how well quickly he's up. made the step up. He's mm. you know still making a few mistakes here and there. Um, but I think those would be my three so far. I would hazard to put Stensness close mm. to my top three. Mm. 
Maybe even I'll probably go with Stensness, Milan, Beerus for me. Nice. Uh, Kevy Coops, how was the aftermatch function? I was at Joe's, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I sort of got there just after all the formalities were done, after all the speeches and stuff. But no, it was cool. The players were walking around mingling with people. Um, yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's hard to. The terrace is nicer than it was. The before. terrace is a lot better than it was. Yeah, they've got some new carpet in up there and got rid of all the pokies, thank God. But um, yeah, no, it's, I guess it's hard to get motivated for any anything like that um, when you're just coming straight out of the dressing rooms just after a loss, um, especially in such a, a tight game where we did have our chances. Um, but yeah, always always nice to, to catch up with some of the players. I, I I like the idea of a post match thing to be regular, but when we lose. Yeah, it's hard because mm. if if you can't if the club was to can it, imagine the outcry. Yeah, you know you'd, you'd yeah. have people blowing up. So you know these things are organised a, a couple of weeks in advance and, and promoted as such. Um, so they can't really can it and they can't really organise it spur of the moment either. So yeah, it um, needs to get ahead of steam by getting you know happening a few times and getting positive patronage. But that's not going to happen. Like I, I you know thought about it, but the choice was uh, I'd been uh, on the pitch or well, doing work, actual work, and sure it was, and, and it was <laughs> other than looking at God, and it was <laughs> and it was very hot, and so I just decided I'm going home. It Who's was, this guy you're talking it. about? Um, hey, Robbie Fowler. Who I've heard of him? <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> Love uh, you, Robbie. Andrew Kelso, uh, I have huge faith in Stadge and what he's doing. I agree with you guys. He's probably getting the best out of what he's got to work with. Yep. Um, other than the desperate need for a striker, how can the team get these critical moments to go our way? Mm. Obviously, another frustrating season. We're That's miles ahead question. of where we've been lately, but still in the battle for the spoon. We've improved, but the rest of the league has improved more. That's I think a, that, that last bit... Nail on the head, isn't is it? The that nail on the head. Yeah, we've improved, but the rest of the league has improved more. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where... You know, we keep getting caught out, and that's we're not keeping up with the times. Mm. <laughs> the Except maybe the Jets. The critical moments that that he mentions, I think, might be you know, a couple of things. You know, firstly, the the that cutting edge, that that little bit of extra quality that that we're missing um, potentially in in certain areas of the pitch. Um, but is it also a mental thing for a lot of these guys? A lot of these guys are very still very young players, um, or in their first couple of seasons in the A League. Um, is it, is it a mentality thing? Absolutely, I think it is. Young players find it difficult to get consistency. This is the thing that, in my old man's head, is persistently reminding me of why we can't just, you know, throw some fella out of two divisions below in and, and think that he's going to set the place on fire. It just doesn't really work that way. And, and what will happen is young players will come out and have super energy one night and, and everything will go their way, but then next week they can't reproduce that. Mm. And it's... and. You can't really blame them. And I get overseas we see really young players being blooded at much earlier ages and they're forced to be under much greater pressure. But that's that and this is this. And in the A-League, it's just up until players are, you know, closing in on the middle of their 20s, then they're still gaining experience. We don't get them blooded young enough and for that reason they take time to get consistency and some of them don't. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, I just think that the average age in our squad is such that we have a bit too much of that inconsistency 
Um, other teams are also affected by Adelaide cop this a bit too, I think, with some of their younger players. I think City even at times cop it with their younger players. And I think it's a general thing across younger players. Um, one week they're setting the place on fire. What did, what, just jumping, I, I didn't really think um, uh, Wenzel Hall's produced a lot in this game. But I thought he was on fire in the previous game. Mm. Young player who's close, but keeping it consistent is much harder than getting there in the first place. And again, only his his second season in the A League. You know, he's playing yeah. Queensland NPL the season before that. Yeah. So yeah. it it takes a couple of seasons to really adjust coming up from from NPL um, for 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 a lot of these young guys. So. Muzz an example of that as well. I yeah, think I even think Muzz is getting better every week though. Yeah, I and I think he's had limited opportunities, but he's done better with those limited opportunities than he did last year, and you can see that improvement. He gets himself me. involved in the games more than he did last season, I think. Yeah. He's getting through a mountain of work every yeah. game, and you see that in his stats, the amount of duels that he's going in for and winning, um, the amount of touches he's getting on the ball is, is phenomenal compared to you know anyone else that we've tried playing up top. So... Um, yeah, it's it's a tough one to answer how we <laughs> how we get up back on top of these sort of critical moments that you mentioned. Uh, so last one, Johnny Needham. Now I wasn't going to read this whole thing out, but I think I will because he probably nah, play on probably uh, wraps it all up, and I think he makes a good point. Mm. Um, I've struggled to get to games this year with uh, money, two kids like all of us, etc. But I've been to three this season now and walked out after we've been spanked. I can't keep justifying the money it costs to go when it feels like the owner simply isn't putting the cash in to fix a very simple problem and stop th- thousands of other fans feeling like I need glasses. Um, feeling like feeling like I feel. Uh, we need a striker. Bad. Agree. This rebuild experiment has gone on for way too long. If we throw money at a player like a Barisha, then we'd be sitting in six spot easily. I keep walking out of games or switching off after watching, thinking where's fans need to organise a mass boycott of games until Charlesworth throws some big bucks at a clinical and proven goal scorer. Uh, I don't know if that's something you're willing to bring up or say. Well, here we are. Uh, or <laughs> Nate too. Uh, and if the rebuttal is that uh, we won't have a club if we do that, well, if we keep getting the spoon, we won't have a club either. Yeah. Uh, no discredit to the boys who are working their butts off out there, but there's a reason teams buy players like a Barisha, a Diamante, LaFondra, Fornaroli, two of which were up for grabs this season, if I'm correct. Working hard doesn't mean you're going to sink shots. Score goals, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah got it. Yep. Yeah. Score goals, yep. Uh, some players have it, some don't. We don't. End of the day, all their hard work means absolutely shit because we keep losing three points for one simple reason. We can't score. Mm. Um, second point is people need to stop hanging shit on DDS. Yeah, he could have probably released the ball quicker, uh, but he needs movement. I've been pulling my hair out watching him run with the ball and no one try to move from their man marker or make runs in behind. The dude has hit the post a few times, yeah, but at least he's pulling the trigger. Let's not be too quick critical of him when none of our other forwards can hit the target in open play. Well, the last bit quickly on DDS, we probably spoke about that. Mm-hmm. It's a fair just point. Just a minute ago. So it's a I fair think, point. You know, I, I, you know, I've been very critical of him. Um, I don't I don't necessarily apologise for that because I think he, I think, like I said, he's 22 now or whatever. He's been around the league for long enough. He's at the point where he needs to start dominating games. So, But I can... I can see where you're coming though from Johnny. We know we know De Silva's got it in his locker as well. We know that he has so much ability. Um, 
but like you say, he needs to consistently deliver on it. I agree, Johnny, that um, there's there's a lack of movement. Players get so static as soon as he's on the ball for some reason. Um, and we, we've touched on that in, in previous pods. And, yeah, it's, it's super frustrating. Um, I think on the first beat, which I think he makes a very good point about in that whole, you know, why why should fans spend money to go to games when it, you know, for the last five or six seasons it feels like money's not being spent from the other end. And I... I completely agree with that. I think a lot of fans feel the same I think, way. Yeah, I mean, well, look at look at our the way our attendances are trending. I think yeah, that speaks for itself. The crowd on the weekend, four thousand five hundred thirty nine, and that's what was announced. And we know it's a pretty common thing in the league across the board to bump them up a little bit. Yeah, it looked um, like it was about four thousand. So, and I like for me, crowds for us at the moment, like I feel like it's not being spoken about a lot. But it's a massive concern. I Dude, think, it's concerning as at, hell. I mean, I'm telling you, at the moment, we are bleeding money. Yeah. With we would crowds be. like that, bleeding money. Massively. And Massively. the fact that there hasn't been a Charlesworth article in SBS or some weird thing like that where he's whinging about losing money, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because sometimes silence could be bad with him. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes when he comes out and says too much, it's also bad. But is he, I, I don't know, is it, is it because of the injection of Anton into the club with more money that the bleed is not as bad as what it was when it was just him. I'm not sure. Is Anton actually putting money into the club? I'm fairly certain he is. Yep. Okay. At least into the academy as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yep. I think it's going to academy, but I'm not yep. sure. So, but I mean, that expense before might have been coming from Charlesworth and now it's not. Maybe. So yep. who knows? So Didn't we hear something about how we need like eight or nine K to just um, go break even? even. Break just even. to break even. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So if we're getting four and a half thousand, then that's... Not good. Well, yeah, like, like that's not good said, for the we're, we're, we're bleeding money, you know. Well, and from what we've heard, it's about seventy k a game mm, for us to rent rental, the stadium. Yeah, yeah. Like that's and scary. then on top of that, of course, you got policing costs, security, um, you know, your catering and things like that, which um, we make no money in return off. Can't get mm. out of closing the street at great cost, etc. Mm. So mm. there's yep. certain costs we would like love to avoid, but mm. can't mm. avoid them. You know, I, I I used to be in the boat that. You know, no matter what, you should turn up. You should, but I think over the last probably two or three seasons, people that are in the same boat as you, Johnny, you know, kids and family, and you see you them know, start to fall away. Yeah, you know, you you obviously have to spend money on other things in life that you need to. You don't need to come to a Mariners game, and when you don't need to do something, if it's all it's causing is disappointment, then. Why would you bother? It's so hard to, to sort of re-engage with, with those that have been so disenfranchised as well for so long because mm. we've been so unsuccessful for so long now. Um, you know, if we had have gone out and spent money on a, on a Borussia or a Fornaroli or a, or a LaFondra or, a, or someone like that who, who would be, you know, banging in goals for us alongside um, whoever we choose to play up top, um, then, you know, that, that gulf that we have between what we need, what we're currently getting in terms of attendances and what we need to break even wouldn't be so great or it wouldn't be there at all because we'd be potentially winning much, many more games. And, you know, it's, it's as simple as success breeds numbers. You know, people aren't going to keep showing up if we're getting batted every week. It's been yeah, the same it's, story it's an, for yeah. the last six, seven years. Exactly. Yeah, and it's not restricted to us. I was listening to Tony Pinata on uh, a radio show recently talking about how... You've got to have success, and that's what t- what changed at Perth in recent years. That they started to get success, and that then starts to make some of the economics work properly. Without that, 
the economics just don't work properly. End of story. Um, and I don't even think it's restricted to what you might say the you know relatively smaller populations. I think it's the same in Sydney and Melbourne as well. That um, you've got to have success, or you start spinning off some of your good people. And, and you're right. There's some of those people that are being disenfranchised have been around a long time and take a lot to be turned around. They won't be turned around by um, replies on Facebook comments and. Uh, uh, Johnny risks a visit from Anton <laughs> with comments like that. But no, I, that's, look, that's right. I admire Anton's uh, wanting to sort of mix it with the fans, mm, but um, not like that. Not like that. Well, <laughs> they do it like that. It, it, it's interesting areas, isn't it? Well, he has a. He's got a little bit of not 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 giving it to you too much here, Anton. But he's got a little bit of an aggressive bit there to defending his position. Remember the night of the forum down at Edelong? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the conversation started out very, very defensive, but rapidly became much more amicable after he realised that, mate, we're glued on here. Hmm. So the criticism is coming from people who ain't going anywhere. Yeah. We're going to yeah. be here for the long haul, probably long after you're gone. Hmm. So not much point in being defensive about it. Hmm. Um, get in the trenches with us and figure out how we're feeling about it, why we're feeling that way and and uh, just maybe then we could start to, you know, change that. But, but yeah, I don't know whether or not um, Charlesworth's silence is good and I don't know whether mm. or not uh, Anton's social media is good, but um, it's certainly entertaining. Yeah, the, look... Oh, the sorry, sorry I, no, I was just going to say, just on the crowd, the concerning thing for me is, is that I feel like we used to have that core 6K. Yep. And that's dropping. Well, that's our membership number as well, isn't it? It's yeah. six, six and a half thousand. You that's mean the core 4K? Yeah, so we now, have now. Now, yeah. It's, now it's the core 4,000. Like 4 yeah, so it's 3,5, 4, or whatever it is. But yeah. it's um, it's tough. I don't want to dwell on it too much. I, th- I think, you know, it's, it's nothing that we're going to be able to answer simply or concisely. It's nothing that we're going to be able to fix overnight. Mm. Um, you know, we've seen comments from, from Anton um, on Facebook saying that they are working really hard. Um, Let's just bloody hope that it translates into results sometime soon because it's, um, it's pretty depressing otherwise. What about hope? Over the next uh, f- few months, we're going to determine who among our squad are the players that we really want to retain and that we want to go forward to. Stadge is going to work out who fits into the systems that he wants to play um, and he's going to replace those players that he doesn't think fit into those systems with uh, better players than what we have without having to spend more money. Um, similar to the second year of Paolo seemed to be seemed to start quite successfully, especially while Tom, before Tommy Iario got injured, and uh, that sort of didn't end up eventuating. But at least it was a positive start. And can st- is that the hope that we're looking for? That as this season winds down, we discover the plan of next year and we cut across to that and 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 start to see what that uh, light in the tunnel looks like. Yeah, hopefully he he can show us, you know, what what Plan A is, what what Plan A looks like, you know, really give us that sort of football identity um, that we're still, I guess, you know, trying to work out exactly what it is. Um, And, you know, we'll we'll start to hopefully see some of those players get re-signed. Problem is we're not going to be able to attract any sort of quality if we don't start stringing some results together. So, you know, that's that's the dark and gloomy side of it really, isn't it? If if you haven't got the quality, you won't attract anyone and then what does it come down to? Money. Mm. Well, and then we'll be overpaying for players. Maybe, and, then we, and then we don't have the money either. Maybe <laughs> that's true, but but there's plenty of examples of where that isn't actually the case. Milan maybe is an example of that. 
like this is a person who has been inspired to come from the other side of the world to join a club that we are not rating mm. and uh, is clearly enjoying it here. Um, so do we just need to work harder to find these um, uncut diamonds? Yes. Yeah. Harder than Jer. Sorry. <laughs> Did I make that point? <laughs> Enough. <laughs> let's um, let's let's move away from the the doom and gloom side of things. I think um, also Johnny's Johnny's mentioned you know something that we touched on in the last podcast. Um, how sort of difficult I guess it is um, getting the active support thing happening every week to the extent that it used to be. Um, obviously with with results um, being the way that they have been, but um, it was great to see um, noise coming out of Base 16 again um, on the weekends. Um, see a lot of old faces back in there. Um, to, to get behind the boys and you know watching the replay came came across pretty clearly I know that um, um, there was a, a lot of positive comments from throughout the stadium saying um, how much they enjoyed it um, all I can say is you know if you want to get amongst it um, come and see us in Bay 16 and, and um, you know sing along um, Johnny says that the, the kiddies caught on pretty quick and started singing along so um, he said that he uh, is pretty keen to get in there uh, next home game if, if that's going to keep up well if, uh, if people start showing up then yeah we can keep it up Except for the old bloke that come down after the game full time and said we're all assholes, and then walked off. Uh, <laughs> that old bloke was not me. He was not appreciated. Oh, wasn't uh, oh, was you guys led me to believe it was Morrow. <laughs> <laughs> it was not me. Uh, moving on to the weekend, Wanderers at home. Oh, new coach bounce potentially, isn't it? It's their first um, first game with a new coach. Yeah, which is. Um, yeah. Meridney? Jean-Paul whatever. D. Marigny. Whatever. Um, you say Marigny? <laughs> Jean-Paul D. Marinara? It's, it's, an, it's an interesting one because... Margarita? This, <laughs> this, is, this is like the game last week and this is like the games that will be after this as well. These next three games for me define our season. Like we, we, we have to... If we're going to get away from the spoon and potentially squeeze into that six, we've got Wanderers at home, Newcastle away, six and then we've got Adelaide away. This is a must-win clucks on. Three teams that are all around us, and it gives us the opportunity, one, to get away from the bottom, and two, to get closer to the six. And that's if we, if we drop points this week, then we're in some trouble, I think, to be blunt. It's hard to tip us, though. I can't. I can't. I cannot back us confidently at the moment. No, I just can't. No. Yeah. Western Sydney, on the other hand, at times have looked good, but have had bad luck as opposed to no good luck. Mm. Would you say that? Yeah. Western Sydney have, I think, won two in their last twelve games, um, which is a pretty damning stat. But as a, as as, a, as we mentioned, you know, it's potentially new coach bounce. Um, you know, we're we're not exactly on the best run of form either. I would. Happily take a point. One of those two is just, us. Just to just to just sort of arrest arrest a slide somewhat. Anything but a loss is a win. Mm. Yeah, at this point, yeah, just arrest arrest a slide of throwing away three points every week. Um, you know, I feel like they're probably going to come up with decent numbers um, as they usually do, um, with f- feeling potentially pretty positive about this game um, because you know we're we're currently seen as kind of the easy beats in a lot of ways. Mm. I think uh, which I'm sick of. Oh, mate, yeah, get rid of. Should be used to by now. Yeah, um, I think Stadge, Stadge starts Nisbet again. Yep. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'll get around it. I don't know if he goes with that same formation, though, to start with. With the 4-2-2-2 two, 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 with... Or I talked with Murray because it just didn't work. 
we didn't we didn't create enough. I know, uh. Pete. When you spoke to Muzz after the game, you said he he enjoyed having all up there, but it, we still didn't create enough. So what do you go back to? Do you go back to a three five two? Do you go back to? I start Simo up there with him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm around it. Yeah, yeah. Just just haven't tried it for a while. No, I don't think we've tried it enough to be honest. I think if 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 you stick with that for a little while, it has the potential to work. Mm. When you've got Simo up there, because the if if I'm going to be critical of Murray, it's that at, when he has opportunity to hold up the ball, he tends to lose it more often than not. I feel like, and that's where Matty Simon has the strength. I think you to need to go. The ball. I think you need to go back and watch the the game from the weekend because Muzz's hold up play was sensational. Was it? Yeah, it was actually really good. I only watched a mini match today though, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it showed all the good bits. <laughs> so it showed all these positive bits. Yeah. I just, I just, I just think if you've got Matty up there as the hold up or the flick on, it works better than Muzz, and you've got Muzz. As long up. as you actually have Muzz playing off the shoulder, yeah, rather than he, playing with he, his back to. He back has to, to goal. has to play off the shoulder. Yeah. If we're going to do needs that. to be able, yeah needs to be able to run his defender and turn his defender around. Yeah. Because as good as he is with his back to goal, um, we need if you're going to play Simo up there, that's the kind of strike you have to have with him. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, oh, stuff it. Bring in Aloe from youth. Yep, give him not? a run. Why not? Yep. Well, I mean, it's it's. I don't think we see Jair again. I don't see any point mm. in having him there. Mm. I don't think we see Kim again because I think there's something that's there's happened. Something is potentially going is on there. An attitude thing or whatever yep. it is. Whatever it is. Yep. So I, I I think we we stick with the same eleven that started, but we just mix up the formation a bit. Simo didn't start though. No, yes, sorry. Start, start Simo. Other than that, stick with what we had, and just mix up the formation. Okay. Who do you drop? Hmm. The an- the answer will place of. Tommy Orr out of position. <laughs> yeah, it will. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you can you can play Tommy Orr in one of those two tens, or, or you know, again, depending on what what shape we play. But um, yeah, that's. It's tough because we we still ha- haven't seen, I guess, what what Stadge's best formation is. I know, so. and then I and then I sort of go back on myself there because then I'm like, well, then he's tinkering with things again, and I don't want him to. Yeah, exactly. But we it's, need to. Yeah. It's 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 hard. Well, I feel like we're like in in a rock and a hard place at the moment. Yeah, I'm saving Allo for after these next two games. Okay, when yeah. the disaster is real. <laughs> When you've got Aaron yeah. Marin going full pessimism, then I'm not going full pessimism. Good. That's positive. The next couple of games will define our season, and I'm hopeful. But I don't see anything that is. Um, I can't see that it really helps our cause to start again. Mm. At that point, um, particularly with that six pointer against Newcastle. Mm. All things considered, now, now I've had a chance to think about it. I'd keep the same shape. Yeah. Keep, keep it the same as, as last week. I would agree with you if if I'm talking about the consistency that we need to get consistency in our shape in our eleven. Then mm. yeah, I would agree with you on that half. Mm. But I just I just think all all up there with Muzz just didn't work. But I mean I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm like literally throwing my hands up in the air, Is going I don't I don't know. Like how do we how do you overcome this skid that we're on? Yeah. Just need um, a magic bullet that's solution. That's been like no, a bloody five-year skid that yeah. we inevitably mm. end up in halfway through the season. Someone needs to hurry up and win Lotto and buy the club so we can do what we want. Yeah. We should actually <laughs> start a Coast Football Ramble Lotto syndicate. Oh, my God, that's such <laughs> a good idea. For that very purpose, you think? <laughs> that's such a good idea. 
Powerball, Powerball's jackpotting this week, isn't it, lads? <laughs> Put I all the money so. in and just keep on buying like all the Powerball tickets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Um, I, don't, I don't even want to think about our game anymore on the weekend. Yeah. Other games in the round. <laughs> Other games. Quick tips. Sydney FC Brisbane. Sydney. Sydney. Sydney by 30 million. <laughs> <laughs> Scum Western United. Well, obviously we want Western to win, but I... Oh. Head, uh, head says draw... But my heart, with all the hate in the world for this gum, says Western to win yeah, by I 30 million. Diamante, way too much class for that, Jets. I think midfield. I had Western in my tips, so um, less than, it'll probably end up not being Western. Yeah, less than 30 mil, but Western. <laughs> um, <laughs> Adelaide, Melbourne City. Mm. Yeah, interesting one. Um, I think I'm going Adelaide just for the absolute potency that I showed in front of goal at the weekend away yeah. from home. Hot and cold Adelaide. So no, starting to starting to it's hot and cold Adelaide against hot and cold Melbourne City. Pretty much. That's so. That's the reason why, why I'm going to tip draw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Adelaide. Yeah. Perth victory. Perth. 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 <laughs> Pardon me. Victory. <laughs> Perth at home. Um, three games on the Saturday. How good? I will say, seeing victory not good is warming the cockles a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to know about your cockles, mate. Go on their Facebook page. <laughs> Go on their Facebook page after a loss, and it's great. Oh, it's, it's awesome. It's great Although reading. they will have the injection of uh, Mr. Barbarossus this week, assuming his clearance comes off. Even um, Mr. Rojas. Sorry, Rojas. Rojas. <laughs> I was just looking at you like, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> I was like, I didn't hear about that. It was a near miss. Yep, that Jeez. one. Ev- everyone knew who I meant, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I don't. Sure. again, I don't think he's the answer to their problems. No, neither do I. They no. thought Robbie Cruz coming in was the answer to their problems, and he's just... <laughs> if they've got a winger that can score goals with Rojas, and he's a good signing, but he, yeah, I don't know. He might do well. Yeah, but their their never, problems run a lot deeper than that. Again, it's not a, sil- a magic bullet sort of thing, so... Yeah, unlucky. Uh, <laughs> podcast tips. Mr. K. Morrow still leading the charge. Uh, who's SGM? That is your brother, isn't it? 48. St- yep, Steve. Uh, Wizard the, of Voivoy. The bloody Morrow's still up there, is he? Bloody Morrow's in gold and silver. Wizard of Voivoy in uh, third still, flying high. Oh, oh mate. And he is Benos in fourth. trying so hard to scramble his way back up to the top, isn't and he? Wizard of Voivoy. Mr. One Josh Howe has sneaked into the top 20. 20th, boy, 20th baby. Killing it. Is that uh, is that all that we've got from the pod in that top 20? And you are in ninth. So it's Josh and I. So it's Aaron and I in the top 20 and everyone else is just... I think I'm 37. Trying hard. Ocon's plan B B is currently a little bit ahead of you, Aaron. So you need to... uh, Oh, oh. God. I'm giving myself way too much credit. I'm 41st. Ocon's plan B needs to just stay in 10th, all right? Just stay on (laughs) brand, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Drop a couple of spots, would you? I'm um, I'm equal on points with one Andrew Thurban, actually. Uh, He's ahead of me on... Uh, 31 points in 40th place. Uh, I'm in 41st place. And uh, my good uh, primary school friend, Andrew Bellamy, um, a place behind me in 42nd. So uh, look at us guys just just killing it. Um, doing really, really good stuff, guys. Oh, well, it's a race within a race. It's nothing <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the, that's that's actually mid-table. I feel like the Arsenal of this. Um. <laughs> Was that Arsenal you said? <laughs> Tenth is the new fourth, baby. That's right. That's right. Um, I think that's it. Yep. Anything else we'd like to mention? Uh, All good? Yeah, I, I, 
don't want to be sad anymore. Come have a beer at Bay Road before the game when we're still yeah, just okay. Quietly, how good is Bay Road lately? It's been packed for game. Bird, not yeah. the bird. Like stop going because it's packed, but keep going because it's good when it's packed. <laughs> yeah, get around so it. So it's very it's, good. It's definitely like good soys. Yeah. So it's a it's definitely. nice it's nice to have a proper pre-game venue that actually supports the club. And yeah. Is and overly beer. accommodating to us and Quality beer, quality food super Quality good people Super yeah. good beer I'd much rather go there and spend my money than the Leeds Club Yeah, no, hopefully see everyone there on uh, on Sunday I was going to say Sunday morning I'm going to start early Freeze <laughs> <laughs> from night I'll see you there mate Freeze <laughs> from 11, let's go 10am, yeah, let's do it uh, Alright, all right, that's it yeah. Thanks for listening Love yous Goodbye Go the Mariners Close and reopen my document. Test, test, test. Loud cool. noises. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. We should